0: The Biscuit is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.
1: Hey, everybody, it's Tim Miner, and welcome to the January 30th batch of The Biscuit Podcast. I hope that you are hungry for laughs today, because that's what you're in for. Um, Andy, our incredible producer sat down with the cast of the odd couple, uh, that theater Charlotte is putting on January 31st through February 16th. Um, and it's headlined by Brian LaFontaine and Mark Scarborough, uh, who are two incredible local actors. And in fact, the show is really a kind of a highlight reel of some of Charlotte's finest actors, people that have been grinding it out, working hard, putting in great performances year in and year out, uh, for a long time in Charlotte. You know, Charlotte doesn't give itself a lot of credit for the theater scene. And uh, we do a really good job of uh, supporting traveling shows, national shows, uh, shows that were on Broadway that come in. But I think it's safe to say that the local theater scene, um, Theater Charlotte and many others like Three Bone Theater, um, they have to work pretty hard to find their audience uh, on Q Productions is another one. Uh, they put in incredible work. And for whatever reason, it's not yet an established, strong part of uh, Charlotte culture that we show out for uh, local theater. So when you go to see The Odd Couple, and I know you will, I'm going this weekend, pay very close attention to one of the poker players, Vinny. It's Matt Olin, my creative partner in crime. Um, and co-founder of Charlotte is Creative. And this is Matt's first time back on the stage in quite a while. He was in a production of Hedwig and the Angry Inch in Charlotte um, years ago. He is no stranger to the stage, as you know, but this is his return to acting. It's been a while. It's definitely been uh, since he's been uh, a husband and a father. Uh, So give him a little bit of extra applause. I know I will because there's a real significance to um theater for the connection that Matt and I have we met um in high school at Charlotte Catholic High School in like 1990 um in line for a production of 10 little Indians which is now called and then there were none uh an Agatha Christie show uh and we were cutting up in that line and having a good time and realized wow I, this this guy's not so bad uh and and like, many people in the theater, we got to know each other, not so much on stage, but in the amounts of time that you spend preparing and uh, sitting off stage, you know, theater is one of those incredible things that binds people together because you, you have both social time, but you have a lot of downtime where, um, you can just stop and get to know one another. Um, and then you're, you're working towards a common goal, which is to put on a great show. Um, and for people that maybe, you know, I like sports and theater, but it's a safe haven for folks that maybe aren't so into sports, um, but to still have that incredible teamwork experience that, um, coming together for a short period of time of individuals to move towards a common purpose. And that's something that, um, is really binding. Uh, it's, you know, whether you've played on a soccer team with someone or uh, you've been in a production or you've been in a band or a, or a dance troupe, those connections are strong often. Um, And they bind people together, even if they don't look like they have anything in common, it gives you a reason to move in the same direction. Um, And, you know, it's kind of odd to throw theater together and the odd couple with um, social justice, but, I was very fortunate to hear Brian Stevenson speak last night at Davidson College, and the center of his message was to see justice through proximity. that it is in when we get approximate to one another, particularly people who don't look like us, sound like us, think like us, have a background like we do, that understanding occurs, change occurs justice occurs and opportunity is created. So when you're watching Matt up there, just think about the incredible partnership and fun that those actors are having together, moving towards a common goal. Uh, and that common goal is to make you laugh. Um, so you can get tickets for that at dot Get out and see it. Thanks for going on this audio adventure with us. We, we love having you listening to the biscuit podcast. Uh, thanks to our producer, Andy go for all of his hard work. and. It's not possible without the support of our sponsors, Ortho Carolina, Crescent Communities, and Four Eyes Web Design. As always, we are proud members of the Queen City Podcast Network, the first hyperlocal podcast network in the country. And we ask that if you have ideas of places to go, people we should know, messages we should hear, movements we should be moved by, please reach out and let us know at thebiscuit at charlotteiscreative.com. And also, if you would, please go to the uh, podcast platform of your choice. And give us a five-star review. I know it sounds silly, but it really helps us. It lets us know at least we're entertaining you. And with that, time for me to stop talking. Andy, let's get going.
2: Andy
3: Go here with Matt Olin. Matt, what are we doing here? Well, And, and where are we, first of all? Well, we're, we're at Theater Charlotte. I mean, this, first of all... This is an iconic theater in Charlotte. It's a community theater. It's been around almost 100 years, I believe. And uh, pretty much any any actor in Charlotte, directors, designers, they've, they've all done work here at some point. There's a, a amazing story and, and legacy here. But I've been cast in The, uh, the Odd Couple. The back. Odd Couple? Yep. Neil Simon's The Odd Couple, beloved play. And uh, I've always loved Neil Simon, and uh, I've always loved this particular play, and so I auditioned for it. And... Um, Got the got the role. So
2: Matt, if I understand this correctly, you have not acted in a play in over twenty years. <laughs>
3: that is exactly right. I grew up as a actor as a kid, right? Like uh, at the Children's Theater of Charlotte, and at different schools that I attended, and certainly in high school. But by the time I went off to college, I really went behind the scenes, became more of a producer, director, writer. And uh, with a very few exceptions, for example, I was in the band of. Um, of Hedwig and the Angry Inch, the first two times that Actress Theater of Charlotte did it. Um, so there was some, maybe some acting there, you know, maybe a few throwaway lines, but mostly just me playing the keyboards with a mohawk and black fingernails. Um, so this is the first time in probably 30 years that I've actually had to like, memorize lines, you know, get my blocking down and work with a cast in this way. It's really, it's like a throwback for me.
2: What drove you to audition for this play?
3: Well, it's funny. I mean, Tim and I are are certainly running and building Charlotte is Creative and Creative Mornings and all these other um, projects that we have in here in Charlotte. And I felt like I just needed to do some sort of a creative project that was just for me, just for fun. I mean, granted, we have fun with all the other stuff that we're doing, too. But um, there was something different about this opportunity. I I thought I was being called to just... um, you know, just just to carve out some time where I would actually be able to get in touch with some of the early creative impulses that I had, you know, decades ago and try to get a sense of well, what would what, what's possible for me as a creative person. If I started to get back in touch with those early creative impulses and do some of the stuff that I fell in love with as a kid, how would that unleash maybe some locked up creativity that I have inside of me? How will that impact, you know, some of the other projects I'm I'm, I'm up to right now? What are you most worried about happening tonight? Oh, man. Well, I guess we have some folks sitting in watching, and this is the first time we've ever had anyone watching the show. So I'm certainly afraid I'm going to like flub up my lines or, uh, you know, slip on stage or do some other guffaw. Anything's possible.
2: All right. Well, I've got my fingers crossed for you. I I know I'm supposed to tell you to break your leg, but if you were to actually break your leg tonight, I'd feel really bad about (laughs) it. So I'm I'm just going to say good luck. (laughs) All right.
3: Thank you. I'm not superstitious in that sort of a way. I mean, you know, I'm not going to say. That certain Shakespearean play in there, but I am gonna say, break a leg is totally fine with me. It's no problem. <laughs> all right, let's roll. Okay. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? Good. Right. Good. Glad you're here. <gasps> Hi. Are you in the show?
2: After Matt and I walk through the lobby and into the theater, the replaced. actors, director, yeah, and a few good. staff people are setting up. All right. If there is, Matt, there is one. If you,
0: yeah, well, yeah, that's fair. Thank you. No. All right, you.
2: That's the voice of Jill Blady, the director.
0: Have you been backstage no, you've been in a the theater, right? the theater
2: yes, not this it's one disgusting.
0: though.
2: Disgusting. <laughs> you know I've, okay, I've seen far here, worse.
0: This is not video, right? So it's just audio. Exactly. Thank God. i wore the right thing. Um if you could. Rehearsal stand.
2: was about to begin, so she quickly ushered me backstage to talk to Joanna and Vanessa. Okay, so who plays Cicely and Gwendolyn Pigeon? I asked them what their expectations they had of Matt were, who, again, hasn't performed on stage in at least 20 years.
4: We hope that Matt doesn't run into the furniture, really. Uh, we've set incredibly low expectations for him, and um, yeah. so far I've been really, really pleased.
5: Yeah. Yeah. He's only fallen <laughs> down
4: a, you know, two or three times yeah, I mean, like, backstage. You know, a handful, a yes. rough yes. handful yeah. of times. And uh, don't fall off the stage. Right. Yeah. I mean, again. Again. Yeah. Exactly.
2: So So what you're saying is that you really don't have any expectations whatsoever.
4: (laughs) No, no. I mean, well, it's it's for Matt. It's more like an unspectation, you know, so that way it's um, anything is we're really going to be pleased with it. You know,
2: despite their borderline pessimism, I had faith in Matt. Shortly after speaking to Joanna and Vanessa, the rehearsal began for the opening act. The scene involves five friends playing poker at the apartment of Oscar Madison, played by Brian LaFontaine. Matt plays Vinny, one of the poker buddies.
6: Tell me, Mr. Maverick, is this your first time on the riverboat?
5: You don't like it? Get a machine.
6: Jeez, it stinks. Me. What time is it? Again, what time is it? My watch is slow. I just want to know what time it is. You went at $95. That's what time it is. Where the hell are you running? I'm
3: not running anywhere. Is there anything about running. I just asked what time it was. It's 10.30. I got to leave by 12. Oh, Christ. I I said that when I sat, when I, Murray, didn't I say that when I sat down? I said, I got to leave by 12. Don't, don't talk to him, he's dealing. Murray,
6: you want to rest for a while? Go lie down, sweetheart.
3: All right, what speed or accuracy
6: make up your mind? Hey, you want to do me a really big favor? Leave Murray alone, he's busy.
2: Slowly through this scene, the tension and intensity build, without sacrificing any of the comedic energy that these actors hold the entire time. Cold One of the feelings. things that struck me most was the seamless chemistry the actors had, despite four of them not being full time oh. actors. How
6: hot is it? Whatever.
2: Ah!
6: Oh, Jeez! Oh, oh, Quit complaining! Yeah, that's fine. Just wipe it up. Just wipe it up. Wipe it up. Hey, Penny, tell Oscar what time you breathing? Well, uh, you're leaving. 12 You here? Yeah. Sure.
7: 10 minutes until the next announcement. All right,
6: you done? All right. The game is full. Five cards. Do something, huh? Don't yell at my friend Murray. I'm in
4: for a quarter. Beautiful, mm-hmm. baby, beautiful. Listen, Oscar, let's
6: make everybody a free body at the table. If you don't have it, you shouldn't
4: play. All right, I'm through being the nice one. You owe me $6 a piece for the buffet.
6: Pop, two sandwiches <laughs> left over from when you went to high school? What do you want in a
4: poker game? A tomato surprise? Murray. Let me $20.
2: After watching the, the scene, wife, I got to defense. chat with Matt and some of the other actors.
3: So that was uh, the that was first half be. of Act One, um, and it's right, where right. we're sort of establishing a lot of the characters. It's Oscar, Madison, in and another. his poker buddies. Um, times and times <clears <clears <throat> Felix Unger, the other lead in the play, played by Mark Scarborough, is uh, missing. He hasn't shown up, and that's not like him. So we slowly, over the course of our scene, become more and more concerned about where Felix might be. So I play Vinny, who's just one of the poker players. Yeah. And actually, this whole group that's sitting in this room are, are sort of the round out the poker group. Yeah, I'm Lee Thomas, and
6: I play Roy. I'm Oscar's accountant.
7: you done. I'm Patrick <laughs> Keenan,
6: and I play Speed. No relation to Oscar. Just a friend.
7: <laughs> and I'm Mike Corrigan, and I play Murray, who's a New York City cop.
6: Did you tell him about how this started uh somebody was watching uh mark and brian at one of the weekly poker games and went you two need to do the odd couple Mm -hmm. at some Mm -hmm. point in time and then they put that little they used inception and stuck it in their minds and so they kept talking about it all the time and then when they found out they were doing a theater charlotte they were like we should get everybody to audition for it and like make it as real as possible and so that's kind of how we ended up auditioning for and eventually getting cast in it too yeah. and uh so we're all just supporting their dream
3: their dream <laughs> that's right that's, right. that's, right. that's, that's right. right we're here that's right exactly. those two <laughs>
6: but it's been a lot of fun and i haven't done theater in a long time matt hasn't done theater how lee how long has it been for you uh 2012 maybe
2: 2013
3: so.
2: so seven eight, seven eight years. years yeah
3: and that was at actress theater
2: actress theater was the last time i heard something like that. Were you guys as surprised as I was that Matt didn't have to call for a line once? <laughs> I did not realize that until you just pointed it out. You,
3: What's you, up with that? Well, did you just, like I <laughs> flubbed some lines at the beginning? I definitely <laughs> flubbed lines I never flubbed. <laughs> so I think it's because you were there, Andy. I was nervous. <laughs>
4: Oh, oh Christ, my kid. Yes, it's Daddy. Come on, give me a break. Well, you might find your kids call from
5: California. Yeah, year oh, right there.
2: So, Matt, how did it feel? How does it feel now? I know you guys are a couple weeks into rehearsals now. How do you feel as an actor coming in here and 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 getting able to exercise this part of your creative spirit that you said you know. It's been 20-some, 30-some years in the making. How are you feeling a couple of rehearsals into it?
3: I I sort of feel like a kid again. The acting sort of muscle is something that I haven't really worked for so long. And so I it's almost like a throwback for me. I feel like I'm bagging like like a kid again. And so, and in fact, I was sharing with my wife the other day that I had this really stressful day last week. Really busy day, super packed, lots of high-level meetings and things like that. And And so I came into rehearsal stressed out and... I realized very quickly into the scene that all that stress was going away. So there's something about this sense of play and fun about doing a project like this with people that you enjoy being with that is a stress reliever, too. So it's yet another reason to do creative projects that you feel called to do.
0: And then Michael Keaton played Speed. Oh, really? Yeah, they went to school
2: together. I got a behind-the-scenes look after that. Director Jill Blady sat down with the actors and staff to go over the scene and tighten a few things up.
0: Um, the game is established. Your relationships, I believe them. It's nice. I see the chemistry already, but the poker game itself—it's too slow. And you know this. You can feel it. It's yeah. just going too slow, and there's still that feeling of—is it me? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Her enthusiasm and Let's passion get for the theater parts, is inescapable. No, but rise. it
0: gets on the costumes. It doesn't matter. That's what I, I, is, I'll make be... you the decision. I'll I'll watch the costumes. i am not worried about it. We have to. It has. I want the chip to explode. I want the beer to explode. Yes. I need three volcanoes in one act. Yes.
2: During a quick break in the action, Jill was kind enough to take a few moments to speak with me, and told me a story about why she knows she's where she's meant to be.
0: You want a story? When I was 11, I wrote in my diary. I'm an Ohio girl. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Um, I wrote in my diary. I want to be an actor. I want to be a teacher. I want to live in North Carolina. Right? Who, who, what? What would I do? I have no idea. But fast forward to I went to um, Kent State. It was a riot. I went to Bowling Green for my grad, my master's in theater. Then I went down to Richmond uh, for my second ma- uh, MFA, <clears throat> And then I got my first job here in Charlotte. I opened the boxes as I was moving in and I found the diary and there I am ready to start my first job teaching acting in North Carolina. So that isn't that amazing how at 11 I knew God is good. Yeah. So um, I've always wanted to be a performer, but I thought, hmm, directing is so much better because when actors come through an audition for the director, they don't have they face the rejection the director makes the decision. So it's like when you're choosing up sides for basketball, I learned very early, another human truth. I learned very early that to avoid being picked last, become a captain. So that's what I did. And I loved it. I had a great teacher at Kent, and he inspired me to be a good director. And so that's my been my plan. I came down through here through the Charlotte Shakespeare Company, and Lon Bumgarner hired me as an actress. And then I got the job at UNCC, and then I've been acting and directing ever since.
4: Just say goodbye. Goodbye. I'm $800 behind an alimony.
2: Jill spoke about having Matt on cast and having the chemistry between the actors that is so evident.
0: Working with him is joy because he's so enthusiastic and he's professional and he's cheerful and he's friends with these guys. Andy, this is the best cast. They already have chemistry. I don't have to work on their their relationships because they all know each other they have true affection for each other and i think a they're having a good time and if you're not having fun why do it this is what theater does and this him being part of this cast has just been a delight i'm so proud of him i'm proud of him for having the guts to do it
2: what is it that's so special about community theater that uh, that allows people to discover their own creativity
0: you just said it it's community and it's not just, oh, people live around here. They don't. They come from Belmont, they come from Valentine, they come from all the different places. But here, in this time, you don't have to worry about your relationship with your mother. You don't have to worry about your car working tomorrow or not. You don't have to worry about the bills. You can just immerse yourself in this world. And it's so it's relaxing. It's therapy for a lot of people. So if those of you who are out there listening that are thinking, eh... I used to dabble in acting a little bit. It always comes back. It comes right back. And if you have a the, the good combination of people, it always turns out well. Because the sh- there is a time factor. Opening night is J- January 31st. We have that. That doesn't change. But how we get there and how we... Like tonight, you watched us run through the act... And now it's time to work the little spots that didn't work, and then we're going to run it again, just to get it set, so that they're confident that if something goes wrong—and it will, because it's live theater—something goes wrong, they can fix it. They can trust that someone else. If you forget a line, someone else will save the scene. That's the best part. And if you could save the scene yourself, oh, that's even better.
4: <laughs> How can I afford a wife when I can't afford a broom? And
1: don't play poker.
4: Well, then don't come over my house and eat my potato chips.
1: Whoa, oh, hey, 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 <laughs>
6: We just play a friendly game. Who's playing? We've been sitting here talking since eight o'clock.
3: Yeah, no, since seven, and that's why I said I needed
6: to quit at twelve. How would you like us still okay. right oh, then? Oh, 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 hey, hey, all right, all right, all right, all right,
2: let's calm down. We didn't plan on speaking with him, but executive director Ron Law, who's retiring this year after 15 years leading Theater Charlotte, took some time to talk to me.
7: Uh, my philosophy is everybody can act. Uh it's just that. There are folks that um, fear it, that don't understand it. Uh, those that do get it, it's amazing. It is, uh, it is amazing. But everybody has the basic talent to do it.
2: How important is it for the community to have theater opportunities like that to where normal, everyday people can go out and perform and they don't have to be you know, uh, you know, full-time actors? Right. Well, that's what we're here for.
7: I mean, Theater Charlotte is a community theater, and when we say community theater, we truly mean it is for the community, not just to come see, but also to participate. Um, we we love the op- to provide the opportunity for people like Matt to get on stage, uh, and 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 as you said, exercise that muscle. I um, look uh, at all our productions, and and when we have people that, you know, they're. Uh, your Aunt Martha, or they're a de- your dentist, or whatever, but it doesn't mean that they they don't have talent, and they don't, ha- and they're not eager to do this, and we provide that
5: outlet for them.
2: What has been something in the past fifteen years uh, in your work here with Theater Charlotte that you've found really um, gratifying for you in your work?
7: Working with the young people, we have one, two we will have in March four of our young folks that have come through here, our summer programming and our main stage program on Broadway. And to see the, yes, and to see the growth, the most recent 12-year-old Atticus Ware, who played Oliver Twist in our musical Oliver in the Fall, will be making his Broadway debut in March at Lincoln Center so it's it's seeing these young people providing these young people with the opportunity to to hone their craft and to to learn to love the discipline and the dedication that it takes to do this. because those are things discipline and dedication are not things that that appear to be fun um, so we emphasize having fun through the process and so they get a respect for that process, and then they go on to do great things.
5: Wait, what's the matter? Felix is missing. Who? Felix, Felix, the guy who sits
6: in that chair every week and cleans ashtrays. I told you something was up. What do you mean missing?
3: Well, he didn't show up to work today.
5: He didn't come home tonight, nobody knows where he is. I just Maybe he just talked to his wife. Felix? Yeah, they looked everywhere for him. See, I told you, he's missing. Wait
4: a minute. No one's missing for
3: one day. That's right. You got to be missing for like 48 hours before you're considered missing. I mean, the worst he could be is lost.
2: We talked about how this is a, a place where you can where you can hone your skills and, and, and have a place to do that. But what what sort of advice would you have for people who um, maybe have thought that they aren't creative and they can't do it, but they do want to they do want to take a stab at it?
7: Well, just do it. I mean, it's as simple as that. Just do it. The auditions are open. Uh, for every production, to everyone. Uh, All the roles are open to anyone. Uh, You may come and audition and not get cast, but that experience is great, and you may come back again and get cast. Um, It just depends. It depends on so many factors, and, and talent or skill is not necessarily a deciding factor. It might be how tall you are or how short you are. And those are things you can't control. If you're too tall, what, you can't cut off your, your feet. You you just come back and, and keep trying. So I would say to everyone, to ju- if you have an interest, just do it. And it's fun. Even the auditions are fun. They're a bit nerve-wracking for people. But, you know, we try to make everything here um, not necessarily, I don't want to say fun, because that sounds frivolous, but we want everybody to be fulfilled.
2: What does it mean to you that he chose a Theater Charlotte production for his return to the stage? I'm ecstatic. I was
7: I didn't know that he was auditioning. And then I got uh, in the in the uh, stage manager report uh, who was cast. And I said, oh, my goodness, Matt Olin, seriously. And I was I was so happy for him and for us because he's a great guy. And and, um, I'm glad that he has the opportunity to do this. With this great, funny script nah, you know, uh, and this nah, great nah, group time. of people to work with, and a fabulous director and Joe Blady. Oh, they, they jump. I mean,
4: he's right. It's I mean,
3: a, a possibility. not it's with
7: Felix. I know him. He's too nervous to kill
4: himself. Where's a sequel to a driving movie?: There's
3: some place can go look for him?
6: Where? Where would you look? Who knows where he is? Sure of course. If you're gonna kill yourself,
4: where's the safest place to do it? With your friends! Oh, oh,
3: oh. wait a minute, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, the guy could be hysterical. Now we should take it nice and easy, right? If we're
6: calm, he'll be calm. That's right, that's what they do with those guys out on the ledge. You talking nice and soft. All right, so what do we say to him? Well, we don't say anything. We act
1: like we don't know nothing. What are you through with this discussion? Gonna, he could have already hung himself out in the hall. You? Okay, let's go back. Oh, Vinny! Okay,
4: open the door. Oh, remember,
5: remember, it's like the oh, angel. Hi, Vin. Hey Felix. Hi hey, fellas. Hey Felix. How's the game going? Uh, yeah. oh. yes. I need hey. data to tell the chicken everywhere. Good. Yeah, sorry I'm late.
2: Finally, I spent some time talking to Mark Scarborough, who plays Felix, and Brian LaFontaine, who plays Oscar. I asked Brian, who's known Matt for years, what his reaction was when he heard Matt was part of the cast.
4: Well, I was excited about it. Actually, this is something that we have been um, kind of talking about for a long time. This isn't, it's a miracle that it happened this way. Because we've known each other for a long, long time, um, even just as a group. And we actually used to play poker on a weekly basis and to sort of not even sort of to have art imitate life in this way, to have the opportunity to do it uh, in a theatrical setting with a script that allows us to do that is really just an amazing, amazing thing. And to get Matt Olin back on stage is I think, wonderful. I, I didn't know him when he was acting, uh, when he was younger. Um, so I'm interested to see, I'm I'm interested to see what he's going to bring to the table. See if he's got some chops. <laughs> All right, what's your assessment so far? Honestly, he's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. He's working really, really hard. I see it every time, um, you know, we rehearse. Um, you know, he's he's not he's not taking it lightly. He understands what, what the workload is, what the responsibility is. And, um, you know, I can tell that he's trying to bring as much to it as he can. He's really funny. Matt's a perfect example of, of a lot of people in the Charlotte area or just in the community in general, uh, who have a passion for the arts, who want to be creative, uh, who want to perform, have some kind of performance background, or even don't have a performance background, but have an interest in it and want to pursue it. And theater Charlotte, Creates those opportunities for those people who have who don't have the luxury like I do or Marcus had, where you get to be a professional actor that is your full time you know job during the day. You have to you know you work at a bank or a law office or whatever or a restaurant, and it gives them a creative outlet um, year round throughout the the entire twelve month calendar year. It gives them an opportunity to pursue that 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 passion and that creativity that maybe they didn't get the chance to do you know professionally. A lot of us have that. Well, even just like Mark, you know, I, everybody wants to be a rock star at some point, you know, and there are opportunities for people to do that. And this is no different. So it's a wonderful thing to, to be available to anyone in the community. Anyone in the yep. community
2: can come and check this out and try and be a part of it. What do you guys find most gratifying about acting? Mark, I'll start with you.
5: Oh, wow. Um, you know, I don't want to say a cheesy answer like, oh, it allows me to be somebody else, but I <laughs> just said it. Though. But I just said it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I. Uh, for me, especially with, and I've just used theater for example, though, uh, you know, like with a the band, there was a camaraderie with the band members. With a show and the play, there's a camaraderie with your other fellow actors. You get a time to do it. And for me, it's just, uh, I, I enjoyed working together as a team and, you know, trying to do your best. And if I, I just love going out in front of a live audience. So, um, it's, there's just nothing that beats it in the world. I mean, you know, we both have done film and television and it's great, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a kind of a different animal and, you know, your nerves are a little bit higher and and the nerves are here too, but it's just, there's nothing that beats a live audience. So I think when I first went, Oh my God, I'm, you know, I'm going to, do this acting thing and all of a sudden I'm like because I was terrified of I took intro to speech last in college and I just I didn't want to get in front of people I could hide behind my guitar but getting up here it kind of forced me to face that fear but what you do and that's why like Brian's saying like anybody can go if you have desire to do it just do it just be like you know what I always wanted to get up go do it you know because it's awesome and you meet lots of friends who will help and support you along the way. Well, I mean, it's it is. I'm going to give the cheesy answer.
4: It is that uh, creative outlet of expression and collaboration. It's working with uh, all the different players. You know, whether it be you know interacting with the other actors or the directors or in film and television, the people that are part of the crew. And it's 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 everybody working together to create this production to help tell this story, Um, and to see it. You know, all the pieces come together to. Yeah, to to create this story, to create this vision that somebody else had. Um, just to be a part of it is to me, that's the most exciting. That's the most exciting part. That's the most rewarding part, is that I just get to be a part of it. Um, yeah, same thing. I'm not trying to get lost and become someone else. It's wonderful if I get the opportunity to interpret it in a way that makes people look at me differently and go, oh, I never knew you had that in you. Um, but you know, there's no guarantees. I can't. I can't guarantee that you're going to watch me on stage and be like, oh, my God, Brian, I never knew. I have I have no control over how you're going to react to what I do. All I can do is the best that I can and hope that, you know, people enjoy it and connect with somebody in some way.
5: I guess I'll be running along Maybe. now. Oh,
3: You
6: can't let me alone!
5: Now
1: cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do
5: that for? This is my problem,
1: okay?
3: I'll take care of it. <laughs> let me go. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. 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 What's no, the matter with your stomach? <laughs> <laughs> He's sick. Look at his face. <laughs> I'm not sick.
2: Once ah, the rehearsal was scared. done and everyone was headed home. I caught up with Matt in the parking lot to recap his evening. Matt Allen, we just got done. I just got done watching you rehearse for The Odd Couple from Theater Charlotte. How do you feel?
3: I feel I feel good. I mean, I'm having the time of my life here, but I got to tell you, like, I dropped some lines. It was, it was my fear, right? I dropped some lines, the lines tonight. I missed some cues. And you want to, like, make your cast proud. You want to make your director proud. So, you know, we're in the middle of rehearsals right now, so... I have no doubt it's all going to get cleaned up, but I'm going through the emotions of what it's like to be in a show like this.
2: What is how does this experience compare to what you remember from your high school days? It's been a little while and that's a lot of dialogue that you got to remember, you know, how much of your past experiences are coming into play now.
3: Oh my gosh, it's like kind of like what I was saying earlier. I feel like I'm being transported back. Like it feels like it felt in high school where I was writing my blocking of my script and cutting up with my with my fellow actors and trying to learn my lines and figuring out how, how can I say this line differently next time and learning little bits and cues and things. I mean, it's a blast. I really do feel like I'm back, I'm, I'm a kid again. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I highly recommend it to anyone <laughs> who wants to have a blast. Try out for a play. It is so fun, and there's great community theater in Charlotte.
2: You know, as as we talked earlier with some of your fellow castmates, you're not the only part-time actor here. Some of the other guys at the poker table are mm-hmm. uh, part-time actors as well. So most of them, most of them, yeah, All absolutely. Right. So again, like, uh, how does that speak to theater Charlotte and community theater's ability to bring together people who don't always have the opportunity to exercise their creativity like this?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like we always say at um, Creative Mornings and, and in Charlotte's Creative, you know, everyone is creative, right? Everyone is creative and everyone really is welcome, too. I mean, the great thing about community theater is it really is supposed to be by the community for the community, um, you know, and so you can have never been in a play before and still try out and still land a role or, or get a part on the on the on the team. <laughs> uh or you can have done hundreds of plays and still thrive in this environment. So, I love it so much because it really sort of it gets the art form down to its essence, which is just having fun, cracking a play open or a musical and just seeing what's the best job we can do with this piece. And and that's that's what's happening here at Theater Charlotte. We're having we're having a, a blast.
2: Thanks again to director Jill Blady, executive director Ron Law, and all of the actors and staff of Theater Charlotte for speaking with us. And of course, thank you, the listener, for tuning in to the Biscuit podcast. Remember to see The Odd Couple playing at Theater Charlotte January 31st through February 16th. More information and tickets can be found at theaterscharlotte.org. That's theater with an R-E. That's all the time we have for today's episode of The Biscuit. Remember to subscribe to The Biscuit Podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and a review so that other creative charlatans can hear about us. Or better yet, just tell them yourself. Call or text us at 704-835-0193. That's 704-835-0193. And leave us a 30-second message with your questions about creativity in the Queen City. We'll use the best messages on a future episode of the Biscuit CLT podcast. Finally, get the scoop on Charlotte's creative scene delivered straight to your inbox every week by subscribing to the Biscuit email newsletter. Do that now at biscuitclt.com. The Biscuit podcast is produced by Tim Miner, Matt Olin, and Andy Go. Music by Harvey Cummings.